hello everybody and welcome to You File Your Taxes podcast. My name is Ida Chelli. I will be your host today and with me is my colleague Jerry Vitaratis. Hi Jerry, how are you? Not bad Ida, how are you? I'm pretty good, pretty good. Welcome back actually. Yes, it's our first of the year, right? This, this is our first podcast of the, first of the podcast. new year. Yes, uh, for 2020 so tax season 2021 as a matter of fact. So Yes. So and what better our, what better than the subject we're going to talk about, right? So what's what's exactly, the topic for today? Exactly. So today's topic will be uh, the changes for the 2021 tax season. So uh, Jerry, I, I think uh, you are the best person to answer some of my questions here. Okay. Well, hopefully I could answer them. Let's let's see what I could do. Let's okay. uh, let's see. We know last year COVID had brought some changes to the 2020 tax return, and we know that this year. Also, it's bringing up some tax changes. So the biggest change or what will be consistent from last year would be the home office expenses. How is that being affecting our taxes this year? Okay, so so home office expenses, it, what's old is new again, I guess you could say. Uh, essentially, what it is is that the government is extending the new uh, method of computing home office expenses that we saw last year, which was called the temporary flat rate method. So, you know, very simply put, what the government allowed you to do uh, is to claim a $2 per workday deduction for every day you were required to work from home. Okay, so they introduced this in 2020. They're extending it for 2021 and 2022 as well. So again, you're claiming $2 per day for every workday. And remember that the basic criteria to meet this new temporary flat rate method is that you have to have been working at home for at least four consecutive weeks due to COVID. Once you meet that, that criteria, at that point, you claim $2 per day. What the government has also done this year is with the extension, they're also enhancing the maximum amount that you can claim. In 2020, you were allowed up to a $400 deduction, which basically meant 200 workdays times $2. This year for 2021, they're allowing up to $500 as a maximum deduction, meaning 250 workdays times two. Okay, in the 250, what what do we need to take into consideration? What we need to take into consideration is the fact that you were required to work from home. That's the key, okay? And that at least 50% of the time, 50% uh, of the work that you needed to provide was provided at home, okay? More than 50%, actually, not even at least. It's more than 50%. That's the basic criteria. So the key is, were you required to work from home due to the pandemic? Yes. Did you work at least four consecutive weeks due to the pandemic at home? Yes. Now you meet the criteria of the temporary flat rate method, which was the new method that was introduced last year. Okay, and from those 250 days, we remove our vacation, our sick days? Yes, absolutely. Remember, it's work days, right? So so your vacation days don't count. And if you, if you factor in what the government has put as the maximum number of days, which is 250 days, it is literally 260 work days minus, excuse me, it's uh, 260 work days minus two weeks of vacation. So the government's already factored in a sense the two weeks. Uh, but, but again, uh, if you have anything beyond those two weeks, you have to factor it in, meaning you cannot claim it for the deduction. You have to exclude it. Okay. Uh, what about the Canada's workers' benefit? Okay, so the Canada workers' benefit is an enhancement of an existing credit. Now, the Canada workers' benefit, long story short, what it is, is 
uh, a refundable credit, meaning that whether you are taxable or not, whatever credit you can get from the CWB, as we call it uh, in acronym form, you will collect it either way, okay, regardless of whether you're taxable or not. And it is targeted towards Canadians that have working income and that are below certain income thresholds. And usually these are lower income Canadians that are in the, uh, you know, that are in the workforce. Okay, that's where the, the, tar the, the credit is targeted to. Now, the enhancement the government has brought about is twofold. Number one, the credit is progressively reduced when you hit certain income thresholds. So what the government has done is increase those income thresholds. So for example, if you were, if you are a single individual with no family, okay, and you made in 2020 $13,000 and above, your credit started getting reduced. For 2021, that reduction starts at $22,900 and below. Okay, for if you are a family, whether it's a, whether it's a, a single parent or a couple uh, with children, again, the thresholds have been increased as well by $10,000. So whereas in 2020, your credit was getting reduced, starting with a combined income of $17,000 and change, now the credit starts getting reduced at $26,000 and change. So again, they're, they're increasing the thresholds, meaning that if you were already eligible, you're going to get more credit. And for those who weren't eligible before, they might be eligible now because of this increase of thresholds. The second change the government brought about is what they call the secondary earner exemption. Okay, what that is, is when I mentioned before about these thresholds and about combining the income, uh, what I was mentioning for families, what you can do starting 2021 is exclude up to $14,000 of working income for the purposes of the calculation of the credit. So instead of, for example, having your real combined income of, let's say, $30,000, okay, you could actually reduce that combined income of $30,000 by up to $14,000 for the lower income spouse. So again, you know, more people will be eligible, especially couples will be eligible because of the secondary earner exemption. Interesting. What about the COVID-19 uh, benefits repayment? Is that still uh, in effect? Yes. So, so we know that when the CERB came out, uh, unfortunately, uh, at the launch, it wasn't clear who can claim it and who cannot. Okay. And a lot of individuals uh, claimed uh, the CERB when they weren't necessarily eligible. So the government turned around and asked for repayments to those individuals that were overpaid the CERB. Okay. Now, a lot of times these individuals received the CERB in 2020 and had to repay in 2021. Now, income tax law stipulates that you recognize the repayment the year you made it, meaning that you would have had the full income to declare in 2020, but then only claim the repayment in 2021. So there's a mismatch, essentially, as far you can't, in other words, you can't cancel out the income that you declared in 2020 because your repayment was done in 2021. So what the government has done to relieve this, really, it is an inequity in this case, what the government has done is to allow uh, taxpayers who received the CERB and who repaid the CERB uh, in 2021 to match it to the year that they received the benefits. And these are all COVID benefits. I give CERB as an example, but this could have been CRB, this could have been EI that's related to uh, COVID-19, et cetera. Any one of these benefits that you were required to repay in, a, in, a, in another year, you can actually now match the repayment to the year that you collected the benefit, meaning that you deduct the repayment the same year that you received the benefit. Okay. Um, 
the climate action incentive. What's new this year with that? So what's new for the climate action incentive, and this does not affect all uh, taxpayers in Canada, this only affects specific taxpayers in specific provinces, meaning Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, and Ontario. So for those individuals who are claiming this refundable credit on their tax return, now they will collect it as a benefit. Okay, very similar to the way you would collect the GST credit, very similar to the way you would collect the Canada Child Benefit. These are amounts that are paid essentially directly into your bank account. That's how now the climate action incentive will work. Okay, so, so instead of claiming a refund on your tax return, the government will pay it to you as a quarterly benefit directly into your bank account. Now, there's nothing to do, the, 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 the key here to collect the benefit is you have to file a tax return. Okay, that's the key. Uh, and you have to file it on time if you want to collect the benefits on time. Okay, so that's the key. You have to file it by April 30th to make sure that you're gonna, that you're gonna collect the climate action incentive, which is now a benefit uh, on time. Now, for those who live in small rural communities, they still have to produce an, a, a new Schedule 14. In, in 2020 and before, uh, you produced the Schedule 14 to claim the, the refundable credit. Now, for only for those who live in rural areas, they have to produce Schedule 14 in order to get the supplemental amount, which was 10% on top of the existing credit. Okay. Um, would you know if it's a lump sum or is it divided like the GST in quarters? No, it's quarters. Just like I mentioned before, uh, it works very similarly to GST credit. It will be a quarterly benefit that will be paid out uh, to eligible individuals. And by eligible individuals, I mean basically residents of those four specific provinces. So Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, and Ontario. Okay. What about the um, educator school supplies? Okay. So the, the eligible educator school supply tax credit, that's a mouthful right there. I mean, you, you would, you <laughs> yeah, would think that's the why you, you, you would think the CRA would have a marketing department that would come up with something a lot nicer than that one or like a, a, a really nice acronym like the CWB uh, that we spoke about before. Um, essentially, the educator school supply tax credit is for eligible educators that pay for school supplies out of pocket. Okay, meaning that they were, you know they needed school supplies to teach and they had to pay these out of pocket because the school did not provide them with these supplies. Okay, so now what the government has done is enhance the credit this year. So this is an existing credit. This is not a new credit on the return. What the government has done this year is to enhance it. And the way they've enhanced it is First of all, they've enhanced the credit itself. Remember that it's a refundable credit, meaning again, if the if the uh, if the taxpayer is not uh, taxable, they'll still collect the credit. Okay. Now, first, the credit was uh, capped at a thousand dollars of school supplies of eligible school supplies, and the credit was fifteen percent of that maximum amount. Okay, so you go you could claim up to a thousand dollars of expenses, and you claimed fifteen percent, so your maximum credit would have been one hundred and fifty. This year, the government is upping the percentage by 10%. So now you could claim up, to, you could claim 25% of up to $1,000 of eligible expenses, meaning your maximum now is $250 of credit. That's number one. The other enhancement the government has brought about is that they're also removing the requirement that the supplies be used in a school setting. This was one of the requirements of to claim the credit is that the supplies could only be used in a school setting. But because of the reality of the pandemic, where a lot of these teachers were required to teach online uh, through tools like Skype or you know Zoom or, or Microsoft Teams, and now the government is reflecting that fact, and now they're eliminating the requirement in the law that says 
says that these supplies had to be used in a school setting. So that's great news, okay? Because essentially they're allowing now these teachers to claim supplies that are related to online teaching. And due to this, uh, due to this elimination of that requirement, the government now has expanded the eligible supplies to include a lot of supplies that are related to online learning. For example, uh, camcorders, for example, uh, headsets, for example, laptops, if they were not provided by the school or tablets, if they were not provided by the school. So all these supplies now are eligible supplies for the uh, eligible educator school supply tax credit. I have to actually look at the screen to be able to say uh, the credit. You know, CRA marketers, please come up with a better name. Okay. Well, that's interesting, and it's good for teachers. Um, yep. Absolutely. We've talked about four other provinces before. Now, for Quebec, um, yes. What's changed? I know there's the. Uh, extraordinary cost living allowance. What's that? Okay, so the, so this one is a one-time benefit that is paid to individuals that are eligible for the solidarity tax credit. So in the last week of January, if you were eligible for the solidarity tax credit, you should have received from the Quebec government a $200 payment. And this is a tax-free payment. It's a benefit uh, in order to uh, alleviate the uh, cost of living increase that we've seen lately. I mean, we've seen that inflation right now is quite high. And mm -hmm. due to that fact, the Quebec government made the announcement and made the payment, this one-time benefit of $200 per person that is eligible for the solidarity tax credit. And if you are uh, a person living alone, you would you would have gotten $275 in your bank account directly in the last week of January. Again, the only criteria for this extraordinary cost of living allowance is that you were eligible and that you were receiving the solidarity tax credit. Okay. Um, now, what about for seniors? So for seniors, there's uh, an existing credit called the Senior Assistant Tax Credit. Okay, so this was essentially a, a refundable credit. Again, even if the, even if you're not taxable, you're still going to collect the credit. That's what a refundable credit means. Uh, essentially, these were uh, credits uh, targeted towards uh, uh, seniors 70 and above who were below a certain income threshold. So the government brought about two enhancements to that credit. Number one, they're doubling the maximum amount that you can claim. Whereas before you were able to claim $209 as a maximum, now you could claim $400. Okay, so they're, so they're essentially doubling the credit. Now again, as I mentioned, there are income thresholds, meaning that the credit gets progressively reduced the more income you make, and then eventually you hit a ceiling of, you say hit a ceiling with your income and you no longer collect the credit. So the ceilings have been enhanced, uh, so it's 31,000 now for uh, a senior living alone and 54,000 for a couple where both uh, both uh, of, of the married of, of married or common law couple where both of them are 70 and above these uh, ceilings were lower before uh, when it comes to a senior living alone they used to be below 30,000 and they were they were around about 50,000 for a couple now the government has enhanced them and increased them so that means more seniors will be eligible and whoever is eligible already or was eligible already will collect a, sub a substantial increase on the credit okay that's good very interesting as a matter of fact uh, and I'm sure it's going to affect a lot of people. Uh, you know, it's going to benefit quite a few people. Now, for families, we have two things this year for in Quebec: the uh, treatment for infertility and for childcare expenses. You want to elaborate a little bit? 
Yes. So the infertility, uh, this one is really big. Okay. Because, because what the government has done uh, starting in November of 2021 on the Quebec side is they have reintroduced the sponsored program of the medically assisted reproduction program. Okay. Or, or MAR as they call it, or MAP, depending on your source that you're looking at. Basically what this is, is for couples who are looking to conceive or who have difficulties conceiving a child, okay, the government will reimburse the expenses for the medications and for the treatments to conceive a child. This was in place about six, seven years ago, roughly, uh, if not about eight years ago. The government stopped the program eventually, and now uh, the current Quebec government has reintroduced the program uh, starting in November uh, 2021. So this is great news. Because you know the you know uh, the treatments to conceive are quite costly. I mean, they runs they run in the thousands of dollars. And now you now uh, couples can now claim to be refunded uh, on those expenses. That's the first program. Now, if for whatever reason you're not eligible for that sponsored program. Okay, the government, what they're doing on the other side is enhancing the existing refundable credit for infertility treatments. Okay, so what they've done is that, first of all, they've they've eliminated uh, the limits as far as the number of cycles, which used to be uh, two to three cycles, depending on your age. Now, now that limit has been completely eliminated. Okay, what they've also done is whoever cannot access the reimburse the the free program, I guess you could say, okay, or or the sponsored program of the government. Now, for whatever reason, whereas before there had to be specific reasons that you that 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 you would be able to claim the credit. Now, for whatever reason, you can claim the credit, which can be up to you could claim up to twenty thousand dollars of eligible expenditures, and the uh, the credit rate that you can claim is up to eighty percent of that twenty thousand dollars. Okay, and remember that the twenty thousand is the maximum. It's not a flat rate. You're not just claiming twenty thousand dollars. You're claiming up to twenty thousand dollars, and your reimbursement rate. It could be up to 80% and then goes down to 20% progressively based on your income. And this credit is refundable again. That that's really huge because again, even if the couple or or the individual that's claiming is not taxable, they can still collect the credit uh, directly on their tax return. Okay, so this is huge news as far as individuals who are trying to conceive currently. Even if you're not eligible for the sponsored program where you get reimbursed directly by the government, you can still get you can still benefit from this enhanced refundable tax credit. Now, for now, the second thing that you mentioned for childcare expenses, the, the the main enhancement that the government has brought about is the fact that now, if the only income you collected during the year were COVID-related benefits, meaning CERB or CRB or EI uh, related to to those benefits, you can still claim childcare expenses in Quebec. Okay, so the federal government made that change last year in 2020. Unfortunately, Quebec had not followed suit. Okay, well, this year they, they will, but under a temporary measure. So I believe this will only be applicable for 2021 and 2022. So again, uh, you know, if you know if you weren't able to work during the year due to COVID and you were collecting these COVID benefits, now you can claim childcare expenses based on the fact that you were collecting the COVID benefits, whereas before you could not. So that's a nice enhancement, again, that the, that the provincial government has brought about. That pretty much sums up uh, most of the changes for 2021. So what yeah. are the important dates that we need to keep in mind? 
So remember, uh, April 30th is your deadline date. Okay, just remember that if you don't file uh, by that deadline date, the government will the government will come to your house and knock down your door. I'm just I'm only kidding. Uh, but, but essentially, uh, what the government will do, remember that even for those of you who have refunds, I still strongly suggest you file by April 30th. I know the government will not chase you down if you have a refund because they owe you money. So of course, they'll take their time. Uh, but in this case, what I still suggest is that you still file by April 30th in order to collect benefits. Remember what I mentioned before about the climate action incentive, which is now a benefit. If you want to collect the first quarterly payment on time, you have to file your tax return on time. Okay, that's the key. Now, for those of you who owe money, even more important, okay, that you file your return on time because then penalties will apply and the penalties are stiff, which are 5% on your amount owing the moment you are late, the minute you are late. And then it's 1% for every month that you have not filed your return. And, and on top of it, you got interest charges that will apply as well. Okay, so the key is here, uh, file on, uh, you know, file your tax return on time to be able to collect your benefits and not be subject to any penalties. If April 30th ends on ends up on a week uh, weekend, which is the case this year, right? Yes. Yeah. So then it is Monday. Okay. Then it's, the, then it's always the following Monday. Okay. Which means it would be Monday, uh, which would be I the think second, it's May right? 2nd. It's May, May 2nd this year for 2021. Yeah. So then it would be May 2nd that you would have to file your return. That that becomes your de facto deadline. But again, don't wait till the last minute because, because the key here is that you never know. You might have a nasty surprise on your tax return. You might owe money suddenly. Okay. So, so the key is file your tax return much earlier than that. You have time. You collect your slips. By mid-March, you should have all the slips that you need in order to file your tax return. So don't, you know, don't waste any time. Go ahead and file. And anyways, people can start net filing as of February 21 about, around, correct? Yeah, just about there. That's when the government opens the doors and you're able now to file your tax return online. Great. And anybody who wants to make an RSP deduction, May 1st, uh, March 1st? Is March 1st. Remember, it's first 60 days. Everybody thinks February 28th. No, it's first 60 days, which means March 1st. If it's a, a leap year, it's February 29th. Okay, always remember that. So it's always the first 60 days of the year that's your deadline. So that means we've got about two weeks, right? As of the recording of this, yeah, exactly. uh, of this podcast. So, you know, make sure you make your contribution so it counts against your 2021 income. And where can they find their deduction limit? Uh, that's through um, uh, the My Account portal, the CRA. Okay, that's that's the quickest way of doing it, or through not their notice of assessment. The reason why I say My Account first that a lot of people don't even realize where their notice of assessment is, uh, but your notice of assessment will also comprise your uh, your deduction limit. Perfect. So I think that concludes our podcast for today. So thank you very much, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Jerry. This was really awesome. So uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah, and just remember, all the content that we just spoke about today is uh, is in our blog. Okay, so simply go to ufile.ca. Okay, and then uh, once you're once you're on our website, once you're on our website, go to the Tips and Tools tab, and then click on the ufile blog. All the details of everything that we spoke about today is right there. Okay, we'll provide a link in the description as well, whether you're watching this on YouTube or listening to us uh, through your through a podcast. All right. So thank you very much, Jerry. See you next time. Thank you.